0: One of the problems is uh, he asked me for the to tell some stories. Is I'm 72 years young, and so uh, first experience that I would say was an experience with the Holy Spirit that I related to was when I was 12. So that's 60 years, and I doubt whether any of you have patience to listen to all the various things that have <laughs> come along in those 60 years. Um, but when I'll go back a little bit with my testimony. And the purpose for me, one reason why usually I don't do a lot of this is because I'm, no, I'm not special, any more special than you are. In one sense, we're very special before God, that's true. But in another sense, we're just all part of his body. And we're all his body collectively. And so your stories are just as important for you as the ones for me. And so as I pondered this, why would I share different testimonies about me. It would, what I would hope would come from this is that you'd say, ah, I see where God has guided me in that way, or I see how he's guided me these other ways, or he's guiding me uniquely. And so that's what I would like to come from this, is that you would hear how the Holy Spirit has, or is, or will work in your life. So it's not a religion. I speak to some of you younger people, maybe some that haven't really experienced it exactly for yourself. It's Christ in us. It's the excitement of having this Holy Spirit that says, I I promise that if you ask me, I will come into your life. So I'll go back to when I was about 12 years old. We were invited. My dad uh, uh, took us to a revival service. We didn't go to church as a family. But we were a Christ-like family. We were a good family. And my dad felt to take us to this uh, little Bible church that was having a revival service. And I'm sitting in the back, waiting for the service to end. I had my friend with me, really was not interested in what was going on in the service. Uh, And so I was just waiting for it to end. And as they had the closing prayer, they invited people to come forward. And I began to feel such a stirring in me uh, to come forward. (laughs) I didn't want to come forward. Uh, But it was so strong within me, that I finally got up and went forward, and uh, they said some things over me about accepting the Lord, and I was kind of embarrassed for being up there. But I left there, and it, it did a change in me, uh, because I, 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 after that, I would find that there was more of a hunger now and then. I verbalized accepting the Lord then. Only God knows whether that was when I accepted the Lord or not, but I, I had such a, a pulling forward, and then looking back, like I say, I believe that was the Holy Spirit was calling Nels, you come, you come to me. So years later, I was in college, and a ministry called Campus Crusade for Christ, and the leader uh, asked me, why aren't you a Christian? Well, I wasn't sure whether I was or not, but, uh, well, what I told him is, because I had so much life, yet I had to live. You know, I didn't want to be religious right now. I had I had a lot of things that I wanted to do, and I was still young. And uh, then he pointed me to the verse, uh, "I've come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly." And so I ended up. He asked me, "Why don't you pray to make you willing, if God desires for you to come to Him?" And so that's what I did. I I said, "Lord, if you're if you want me to, uh, please come into my life." And Oh, some months after that, I had a real experience, and I intellectually chose to have him come into my life. I say intellectually because I didn't have any feelings, nothing no, nothing went off or anything. I do see where the Holy Spirit was working back then, because the very after making that decision, uh, that very next week in speech class in college, they said, we want you to to uh, give a message on what's most important in your life. Now, I just said that Jesus was most important in my life. And that's what we were talking about then. And now this teacher uh, wants us to come up and say, what's most important in your life? This wasn't a Christian school. This was just a regular college. And I remember wrestling with it, telling the Lord, you know, I- I'm too new at this. <laughs> I-, I don't want to get up and-, and come up front at this stage. But anyway, I ended up doing that, and, and sharing that, and, uh, and went on. I noticed that I had a greater peace in my life, but again, I didn't have any bells going off, or I wasn't hearing any loud voices or anything. I just had uh, had that experience. Sometime later, I was in another college, and university in Alaska, and I began to see different people had what they called the baptism of the Spirit. And I hadn't experienced that, and I wanted, there was a hunger in my heart to know as much as I could of God and to draw closer. I never, ever thought I would be standing up before people and doing it. I always liked building and engineering and that type of stuff. So I, w- I was never considering being a, a pastor or a speaker. But at any rate, uh, I... Uh, Felt that desire to have more of him. Uh, if there was really a God, and I believed that there was now, I wanted him to be Lord of my life. I wanted him to be in charge of me. And so if he wanted me to do something, I wanted to do it. I'll jump ahead a little bit. I, one pastor's wife said that she left Skidmarts uh, all the way when her husband was called to be a pastor because she didn't want to go. For both my wife and I, we desire to do what it is that he wants us to do. Now, sometimes we don't know what it is, and so we seek to know his will. But when we know his will, that's our heart's desire to do it. I don't want to leave any skid marks. I want to go running to whatever he wants for me. And I believe that's that been how we've tried to live our life since. And we've had some reason sometimes to run the other way, Maybe some older pastors might know about that, or all of us as older people. So, at any rate, uh, me, I'm getting, I get in my rabbit trails when I'm telling stories. So, um, um, so at any rate, I begin to uh, hear about having more of the Spirit, being baptized in the Spirit. Now, I knew in John 20, it said God breathed on His disciples and said, "Receive the Holy Ghost." And then later, he said, wait for the promise. And those same disciples and apostles were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And it says they spoke in tongues. And there was great power that came upon them. So there was a definite change. If you look back through uh, Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2, these same ones had now the courage to be really uh, bold for Christ. So boldness was one of the outcomes of this uh, spiritual encounter they had. So at any rate, I was sensing this need and different times there'd be some church or something like that and they said, anyone want to be baptized in the spirit, raise your hands. So I'd raise my hands and, and they'd pray for me and nothing ever happened. I was a little offended because during that same time, my sister who lived in a quite a distant city told my mom that she said she was just praying and singing songs to the Lord. And she said she started singing in another language and she didn't know anything about it. And I thought, Lord, you know, this isn't really fair. Uh, here she is, not even seeking, doesn't know anything about it. And God pours it out on her and she starts singing in another language. And here I am, your faithful servant. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying and nothing happens. So anyway, I tried to explain that to the Lord. Uh, but it finally came to a head where I went up uh, another uh, leader. Uh, we no longer I was in college. I was uh, building. And uh, th- uh, this uh, camps Crusade leader for the Northwest said to me, he said, would you go up to Fairbanks and help us get a group started again on Fairbanks? And, uh, tell us who, meet with several of the guys that you think are the really the key guys. So I called these about ten guys together, and we had our meeting, and all but one of them, had, I, as I thought about it later, had experienced this thing of the baptism of the Spirit. All the rest of them uh, had experience, but this one guy hadn't. And by coincidence, and it's not a common name, his name was Nels. Well, it wasn't this Nels. His name also was Nels. I, I don't think I knew any other Nelses. So uh, I thought about that, and I went back, And went to uh, another church that I normally didn't go to. See if you can follow me through all this. But uh, the person I was building a pretty beautiful home for, uh, the contractor. He was a contractor and I was the one overseeing the building. He said, I'd like you to go to my church tonight. And I thought, I don't really want to. But, you know, he's... uh, I'm working for him, and he wants me to go, and I'll please him. So I go to this church, and they have it something like the, I don't know if the uh, well Crusades still has the four spiritual laws, but this was something like that. And so then they said, we're going to have a practice session. We're going to have, we're, after they made their talks, it was in the middle of the week service, and we're going to count off, and then a certain one would be the leader. I thought as soon as we get through counting off, you know, I'm gone. Well, we counted off, and I was the leader. So here I am, the leader uh, of this, and uh, we get meat, meet, and I'm with all these other, with these antiques, and I wasn't one of them then. I was, I was young, <laughs> but I was with these antiques. And uh, they started, they were sparkling for the Lord, and uh, one said to me, I just, by the way, she was saying to the group, just heard from Nels, in, in this other city where I'd just been, in Fairbanks it's called. And he just had a great, a new experience with God. And she was so excited about it. And I thought, well, this guy's an excited Christian already. What did, what, what did he have that he needed? You know, what happened to him? And I realized, that's when I realized, wait a minute, all the others said that they had this second experience but him. And now they're telling me this guy had experience. And I said, I said to him, I said, well, he's already a Christian. And he said, you should call him. Uh, and so that switched in my mind. And I said, Lord, I want to know that I'm filled with yours. Before, this was kind of my attitude. Lord, if you want to, you can give it to me. You know, I, I'm, I'm available if you want to give it to me. Now, if I had if this was a nice pen, and I said to Norman there, I said, Norm, I'd like to give you this pen. Norm said, well, if you, you want to, you can give it to me. You know, I don't care. Uh, I said, well, maybe I'll give it to somebody else that. Maybe Barbara wants that pen. <laughs> she can have it. It's a, uh, it's a, if, he, if he really doesn't want it that much, I, I just soon not give it to somebody else. And I realized that I had that switch that came on in me, that I really desired more of him. And I didn't know the doctrines uh, at that time, really the part that it certainly was a part of the Godhead, you know, Christ, uh, Christos, the spirit within us. Didn't understand all of those things, didn't know him, but I wanted him with all my heart. And it was I think it was the next day I went to a small church, not a small church, I went to a, a church, then. they were uh, really excited. By, in those days, it was called the Jesus People Movement. And they asked, anyone want to be filled with Spirit? So I raised my hand, and I went into a little room like everybody else. And they started praying for people. And I wanted to say, I was going to say, you know, I've been prayed for before. <laughs> this hasn't worked, you know. But I thought, well, I should keep my mouth shut. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make it hard for others. Well, as I was in that and just started Praying and, and uh, lifting my hands and praising. Uh, out of my innermost being, of course you didn't that, really, that one at that time, started rising up and I began to have an experience and I knew the Holy Spirit had come upon me and was touching me. They said, why don't you just speak out another language and stop speaking your English and just start speaking? And I did. I know that I was filled at that time. The biggest change I could see was that it went from intellectually knowing and loving God. If you asked me, did I love God, I said yes. I loved him with my mind. I loved him with them as much as my heart as I could. But it wasn't an emotional thing. But after this, it was like I began to uh, have a love for someone. It's not like, like you're trying to love someone. It's like you just do. It just came upon me. Now, I seldom tell this story, and one of the reasons I don't is because I don't want people to wait for an experience. I want them to seek God. Seek God for your life. He moves in different ways. My wife had a major experience becoming a Christian. Not so major uh, receiving this second anointing, as some call it. Mine was the other way. God works with us uniquely. He knows each of us by name. So he does things different, but I was so stirred by him. And then, if you study the word more and more, I think uh, Esther uh, Noel brought it up uh, last Sunday. Even the word also says "be being filled." It's not well. I was filled back there, and period. Nothing else has happened. But rather, it's a "be being filled." You're continually seeking after God. So he told me to give some stories. And what, I have five minutes or so. Let's see. I, I only wrote down ten of the ones that were came to my mind right of the way. <laughs> so uh, maybe I'll just tell a, a few. First of all, the Holy Spirit is moving. If you've asked Christ into your life, Christ has come, which is the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit if you've asked him into your life. But there's a filling. there's a more, and if you haven't experienced more... Sometimes it's you're not watching for it. You know, he exhorts, he encourages, he warns. And I, I just don't know which, which stories to share at this very moment. I'll share just a simple one. First, I can really remember, um, as I was in the front of a church. They asked, the church was packed out, and they asked uh, for uh, some of us to come up front because it would make more room for other people, probably a couple thousand people. So I'm up front here and they said uh, if anyone that hasn't ever met Jesus come forward. And so and, and then we were supposed to be praying for them up front. So one man was coming down. And I thought, well, he's already a Christian. I'd never met him before, never saw him before. And I thought, well, how do you know that, else? And so when he got up to me, I said, uh Uh, you know, do you want to accept Christ? He said, no, I I already have, but he was struggling in another area. And I pondered that. Now, that sounds very simple to you, but the reality was at first I thought, well, now I must have known that. I don't want to try to be man of God type thing here. (laughs) You know, I I must have known that somehow. But there was no way I knew it. I knew it because the Holy Spirit told me that. Over the years as a pastor, I've run into that many times, and it, again, I take back the word pastor because it's for all of us that are uh, seeking after God and that the Holy Spirit has come in and guided me, We we need to be listening. I remember going over to one uh, uh, couple's home. It just felt like I was supposed to go over to their home. I went over to their home, and they said, why didn't you come right now? And I just felt to come. Well, they were having a pretty hard fight between them, and it was God. Um another time I can think of where I felt the Lord said to me, you need to witness to this. He was a carpet layer for me. You need to share with him. And I was going to, but it's the end of the week. And it was about quitting time. I had a lot of other things to do. And I thought, I told the Lord, you know, I often, I, I kind of tell him, in case he doesn't understand, I, I like to explain to him at times. So I told the Lord I would do it Monday. Well, Monday he didn't show up for work. He died. So the Lord, the Lord was giving me a nudge to do it. Uh, another time, similar, uh, my wife and I, we said uh, there was somebody at the lumber star, store. And, uh, but we were getting ready. to. Uh, we, were, uh, we had jobs in the villages. And I said to the man, I asked the man, first of all, if he could come over for dinner. And he wanted to come over. And uh, then all these jobs and all, it's just, and I thought, first thing I do when I get back, we'll get together with him. Uh, gone for the next two, three months, whatever it was. And I got back, and someone said, hey, did you ever hear what Richard, he died. Now, he was a man a year or two older than me, and we were in our early 20s at that time. It turns out he was an alcoholic, I didn't know that. And uh, he had... Uh, overdosed in that and and died. And so it was the Holy Spirit nudging. We've had times when we were in the Philippines where at one time in the middle of the night, uh, we were in another city and uh, felt like the Lord said, flee. And I mean, this is the middle of the night. We didn't know our way around at that time. We were fairly new in that city. And I just puzzled. I argued with myself and argued with the Lord and, uh, I wasn't sure, of course, it was the Lord, and, but I felt like uh, he was saying to go. And finally, I said to Lori, I, th- I think we, we need to leave. And so we went to, I went down and tried to find a, oh, thank you. I went down to find a, a taxi uh, somewhere around midnight, and there weren't a lot of them around, but one came up. And he wanted what I thought too much, and I almost (laughs) don't know. And then I thought, Nels, over a few dollars, you're not going to go. So I I agreed, and we we went uh, that night into another city. Now, someone later told us, uh, back in our home church where they sent us from in Oregon, they said, what happened at that time? They were just, uh, they said, we were in such grave danger. And uh, they were praying for us. And they knew we were in just extreme danger with one of the prayer warrior people. And uh, there I could add things to explain why that was a dangerous time. It, it was, uh, there were a lot of other things that happened. Uh, but uh, it was the Lord warning us and also telling us uh, through this person thousands of miles away that we needed to get out of there. So we've experienced that. We were in Uganda, I was with my youngest son, and he's a baby, uh, and he wasn't a baby at that time, but it was maybe, a, I forget, it, it was late teens or what he was. And uh, so we go, and we're leaving, and here we are leaving the, the, to go and get on the airport, and he starts putting his head on my shoulder, and he's a big guy, maybe like a, uh, James' son's there or something, I mean, he's, he was tall, and I, I say, stand up, you know. Because I didn't want them to think he was sick or anything at the counter, because I knew that they would let us on the plane. And he had been well, just, it seemed like just an hour or two ahead of this, and now uh, he was telling me he was sick. And so I, I kept on up. We got up to the counter, it was him and I, and the, and the lady kept looking over at him, and me, she says, He's sick. I said, Well, he just, <laughs> just right now, you know, traveling a lot, tired. She says, He's sick. And so she put us aside and basically said we couldn't get on the plane. Now, that wasn't uh, what we wanted to hear right at that particular time because we were, again, getting ready to leave internationally. And so uh, I took him. He, she said, take him you know, to the bathroom and stuff. I did that, and we did that, and we sat over in another area. Well, someone came back, came over to us and then talked to us, and he made a switch and agreed that we could go on the plane. So we, uh, we left. My sister told me later, what happened during that time? She said, uh, can I even give a little touch? Signal? We were in a prayer meeting, and we felt really to pray for you. And see, we wouldn't have been able to get on that airplane. Uh, who knows how long we'd had to take. But the Lord touched him. I believe it was the enemy that uh, hit him first. But over and over, we've had these types of experiences. But I believe, if you're an older Christian, you've had those too. And I believe that you will have others. And I just encourage us. See, it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. We're not here, this is our religion, well, my religion is Christianity, yours is this religion or that religion. No, the difference is life. Christ needs to be alive in us. And sometimes it becomes a religion to us. And and instead of having... Life is more like a religion of do's and don'ts. It's not that we need to be listening and hearing from him daily as we walk through our lives. And he doesn't always speak. I know for me, doesn't, and I don't always hear correctly. There's been times where, oh, I can think of praying for this one guy at the hospital, and I always felt, man, he was touched. I got uh, hardly home when he died. (laughs) Well, I guess he was touched. That's a perfect healing. so, but, you know, I've experienced where I don't know I was here. And I think of even Paul. He says uh, that he tried to go in uh, Macedonia. He tried here and tried there. The Holy Spirit stopped him. So the Holy Spirit was working with him. But it, I said, well, now, I would have preferred, Lord, I'm not going to go there till you tell me to go there. You know, I'd rather have a, okay, now here, take two steps over here, now go. But he doesn't seem to work that way, at least in my life. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he'll make it clear and says, this is where I want you to go. And then it's time to obey and go that way. But other times, it's not so clear. And so I have uh, examples that I'm not going to go into beyond that other than say I wrote in parentheses, some are warnings, some were counsel, some was uh, uh, evangelical, some was like a word of knowledge, some was intercession, some was counseling, some was prophecy. There's visions and dreams. Uh, there's that uh, still inner voice uh, there's correction and he's ministered because he w- is ministering with us he said in the earlier verses there that he would rather uh, he, he said it was best for us it was expedient for you and I if he left, Jesus said because otherwise the company wouldn't come if Jesus was walking I've heard people say I wish th- I could walk with Jesus right today but if Jesus was here and uh, he and I went out the door, he wouldn't be with you. (laughs) But the Holy Spirit is with all of us, whether we go out the door or whether we're here. So what I'd like you to take from this is that if you haven't experienced it, really press, ask the Lord to come and continue to to fill you and to continue to fill you more and more. Ask the Holy Spirit to remind you and, and open your eyes to see What he has done and is doing. If you've been doing this for years, praise God. Continue. I know, as old as I am, I continually have to remind myself and have to. A lot of times, you have to take time to listen. You know, I just don't hear because I'm in too much of a hurry to hear. But he wants us to settle back and and just listen and see what he's saying to you. The beautiful thing is, he knows your name. I don't know your name. He knows you. He knew you before the foundation of the world. He's called you to himself and he loves you. And so he has a word for you. I have so many personal things where God just made it so very, very clear to me that he knew knew me. Uh, Literally, you know, I could go on and on how he's just revealed himself on these different little areas. And he wants to do the same for all of us. He loves